0: On a stormy night in November of 1982, a 32-year-old man named Granger Taylor from British Columbia, Canada, left the following letter for his parents before he vanished. Dear Mother and Father, I have gone away to walk aboard an alien spaceship, as reoccurring dreams assured a 42-month interstellar voyage to explore the vast universe, then return. I am leaving behind all my possessions to you as I will no longer require the use of any. Please use the instructions in my will as a guide to help. Love, Granger In the years since he disappeared, much has been said about what happened to Granger Taylor. Did he really go where no man has gone before? Or are the clues to his whereabouts closer than anyone could have imagined? This is episode 11 of They Disappeared. The Nowhere Man. The Disappearance of Granger Taylor. Granger Taylor was born on October seventh, 1948, in Duncan, a small city located on Vancouver Island in British Columbia, Canada. He experienced tragedy at an early age, losing his father in a drowning accident on Horn Lake, near the family cabin. His mother, Grace, remarried while Granger was still young, and her new husband, Jim Taylor, immediately accepted Granger as his son, and Granger took his last name. Despite dropping completely out of school in the eighth grade, Granger had what many people described as a genius-level understanding of mechanics, and he possessed an uncanny ability to fix almost anything. When he was fourteen years old, Granger successfully restored a one-cylinder car, and soon after that accomplishment, he refurbished a derelict bulldozer that other mechanics had given up on. In his early twenties, he discovered an abandoned Great Depression-era locomotive in some nearby woods. The train was in a severe state of disrepair. Its boiler was rusted out, and trees had grown through the wheels and undercarriage. Despite this, within three years Granger had fully restored it to near pristine condition, and he later sold it to the province of British Columbia which put it on display in the main building of British Columbia Forest Discovery Center. In a showing of his mechanical versatility, Granger next restored a World War II P-40 Warhawk airplane, which he sold to a collector in Manitoba for $20,000. At the end of the 70s, UFOs and aliens had become a cultural phenomenon reflected in the release of movies such as Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Star Wars, and Star Trek. It was during this time that Granger told his friends that he was going to build a spaceship. For the better part of a year, Granger built a replica of a flying saucer out of two large satellite dishes and spare parts he collected from a local junkyard. His completed craft stood on four legs several feet off the ground, and the interior was outfitted with a TV, a couch, and wood-burning stove. The completion of his spaceship seemed to further ignite his interest in UFOs, spending long hours inside his creation, sleeping in it, and obsessing on discovering a power source that could recreate the maneuvers actual UFOs reportedly could make. He read boxloads of books on the subject, ranging from UFO sightings to unknown energy sources. Some members of his family say that around this time, he also became a frequent user of LSD. it's very likely that Granger's drug usage was a contributing factor to his telling of friends that he was in some type of subconscious contact with aliens. He would speak of reoccurring dreams he would have of alien abductions, which prompted some of those close to him to question his mental well-being. Then, on the night of November 29, 1980, a powerful storm tore through the central portion of Vancouver Island, Gale force winds downed power lines and kept many locals sheltered in place. It was during the approach of this storm that Granger got into his pale blue Datsun pickup truck and drove away from his parents' home, never to be seen again. (laughs) ¶¶ On the day following the storm, Granger's stepfather, Jim Taylor, found the now infamous note left for him and his wife, indicating Granger was leaving for his interstellar voyage, and he would return in forty two months. On the back of that letter was a hand drawn map of Waterloo Mountain, which was near the family farm. Alarmed by the letter, Jim contacted the Royal Canadian Mounted Police to help find Granger. Exhaustive checks of hospitals, jails, and shelters did not produce any leads as to Granger's whereabouts. Be on the lookouts for him and his truck went unanswered. His family took out newspaper ads offering small rewards for anyone who could produce Granger or his truck, but they never received any responses. It was as though Granger had vanished off the face of the earth, which made the letter he left seem prophetic. Maybe, just maybe, Granger would be back in 42 months, as he had indicated in the letter. Those slim hopes were dashed on May 29, 1984, which would have been the end of the 42-month journey he was to embark on. Granger's parents left their back door unlocked and waited for him to come back into their lives, perhaps with an amazing story of the cosmos and alien civilizations. But that didn't happen. Granger Taylor never returned home. And the community in Duncan that knew him, and even some of his family, are split as to the reason why. March of 1986, nearly six years after Granger disappeared, forestry workers found what they described as a blast site near Mount Provost, not far from the Taylor's home. Scattered in the surrounding area were the remnants of a pickup truck and small bone fragments, which were positively identified as human. A fin plate found at the scene among the debris matched those of Granger's missing pickup truck. It was later said that Granger had been known to store dynamite in his truck, which he often used to remove tree stumps, as it was a common method of removal at that time. The coroner's inquest determined that based on the circumstantial evidence found at the blast site, that Granger was dead. Including that the dynamite in his truck had gone off, either accidentally or on purpose. But the mystery of Granger Taylor's disappearance doesn't necessarily end there. In the decades that have passed, the bone fragments collected at the blast site have mysteriously vanished. Whether that was due to incompetence or misplacement is unknown. But because of this, DNA testing is impossible. And questions of whether the bones that were found belong to Granger and not some animal will persist for as long as they remain missing. Another odd twist to Granger's story is what happened to the spaceship he built, where he spent much of his time reading about UFOs. It is unknown if it was scrapped or stolen from the family farm. Some say it just simply disappeared one day. despite evidence to the contrary, there are those who will forever believe that Granger Taylor is still alive, aboard an alien spacecraft partaking in his journey across the cosmos. And when he returns, it will be as though he never left. His friends and family still remember him fondly as the gentle giant who could fix anything, who either by his own means or another left this earth. And it seems obvious to me, as an outsider, that as long as the people who knew him and loved him continue to remember him as they do now, all of these years later, then he never really went anywhere. He just happens to be the Nowhere Man.